My name is Megan Bream. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey, Megan here. Thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a video that gets kind of into the nitty gritty. And I've had some people on my newsletter asking me these kind of questions. So I thought this would be a really great thing to tackle via video. And that is the hardware I think you need to successfully market your business. Now, I'm using hardware loosely, full caveat, because some software will be involved in this too. But some sections of this aren't gonna be for everyone. However, I do recommend you watch it the whole way through because my suggestions for one thing can bleed over into another and can give you some good ideas on how you can take advantage of this in another way, if that makes sense, hopefully. So just FYI. So I'm gonna be covering the tools I think you need to market your business, if it's product-based or if it's service-based or if you're a blog. Now the blog and the service-based are gonna kinda of go one in one, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. First, let me get to product-based businesses. So this is if you have tangible, physical products you are trying to sell online. Here are the things I think you need to successfully market those. First, you need a camera. I'm sorry, I know they're expensive, they're cumbersome, they're a pain in the ass, but your phone isn't going to cut it for very long. And the reason I say that is because if you're a business, you need to have, you know, there's the, the term, the corporate veil, and that is when, for banking, right? That's to make sure that your, your income is separate from your, you know, your personal finances are separate from your business finances, right? So I also think that there should be a corporate veil for tech and for things we use in our lives because yes, your phone is great for Instagram and things like that. But in my opinion, it just makes sense to have a dedicated camera or something, a dedicated whatever that is meant for your business because that way it doesn't rely on you it's not interrupted by text messages or for things like that. Like, I think in my opinion, like I said, it's mine. Your phone isn't good enough to run a product-based business. You can start with that, especially if you're an Etsy shop or something like that. And this is kind of like a side hustle, but if you really want to get serious, if you want to start getting wholesale accounts or getting really good press mentions and things like that, you need professional photography and your phone isn't gonna cut it. Now, that doesn't mean that you need lenses galore and you need all of these things. What I have for my vintage jewelry is my Canon Rebel T6i, and I just use one of the standard lenses with it. I think it's 18 to 35 or something. No, maybe something a little bit more. I'll, I'll put it here, I can't remember, I'm sorry, but it, it's one of the ones that can take like a variety of shots. It's not a fixed lens camera. Do a fixed lens, for something else, but we'll talk about that later. In my recommendation, please, please get a dedicated camera. You can get them used. I got my Canon used on eBay, I think for like 300 bucks, maybe. Whatever you can do, you can even get a point and shoot. That's even better if you're just starting out, but you can also invest in camera classes. I know, like I'm asking you to do a lot right now and you're probably skipping forward, I understand. I went on Skillshare and took a basic camera class just to learn about aperture and things like that. And just knowing that, like having it in the back of your head will give you so many more options 
for when it comes to making sure you get the right shot for your product. Remember, like your product is online. It, it can't be held. It can't be manipulated by a potential customer. So you have to create that experience yourself. And the only way to really do that successfully is with good photography or video. And so I think that that is always worth investing in the most for product-based businesses. You should also get some kind of image editing software. Now, for a long time, I used the Adobe Photography Plan, which I think is 10 bucks a month. And it was useful. It was, it's fine. You get Photoshop, you get Lightroom, and then whatever the other thing is. Lightroom is really cumbersome to use if you're not used to it. So you don't have to start there. You can start with something else. You know, if you can get a lot of the pre-work done with taking good photography, you might not even need that much editing software. You might be able to get away with something like Canva. I don't know how great of it image editor it is for like product photography. In my head, it's more for like social media graphics and stuff, but I'm sure you can find tutorial videos here about how to utilize it that way. Now, just if you're curious, I use Lumanu and I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I got it as a lifetime deal and I'm using that to edit my images. And the same thing, it has a learning curve to it, but it's one of those things that I know I have to get right. I know I have to get my product photography right if I want to unload my vintage jewelry. Next, you need good e-commerce software. And I have been through the gauntlet of e-commerce software. Uh, I was, I think my first shop was PrestaShop back in like 2010-ish, I think. And then Big Commerce, Big Cartel, Shopify, Etsy, eBay, WooCommerce, you name it, I have most likely broken it. And I think that when you're starting out, there are really good platforms for you to kind of test the waters like Etsy and eBay. I think that those are really useful. But the more you become a dedicated business and more successful, I think you really need to start looking elsewhere if only for diversifying and getting off of a third-party platform so that you can always protect your IP. You know, I obviously recommend Shopify. I think that is always the really easiest to use, but that doesn't mean that you have to go that way. You can set it up on your own through WooCommerce. I will say though, for if you just want something functional and you'd rather spend more time building your business than troubleshooting stuff, I would recommend Shopify or BigCommerce or something like that that is supported and doesn't require a lot of DIY. Do you know what I mean? So for WooCommerce, obviously it's built on WordPress, which is great, but unless you have a dedicated tech team with you, you've got to kind of piece this all together and there's so many customizations and things like that. that it, to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense to utilize something like that unless you have the inclination, um, the skill set, or the time. And I think that as a product-based entrepreneur, time is a really valuable asset that can go to better things elsewhere, especially when you're thinking about marketing. You know, you don't want to have to be your QA analyst in addition to your customer service and your shipping and your things. Like love yourself enough as an entrepreneur to say, my time is better utilized elsewhere. 
and invest instead in something like Shopify with a monthly fee that, that is supported and ensures that your site is live 24 seven you know, based on their own servers and you don't not having to worry about your own. Next, you should have some sort of shipping app. The reason I recommend you utilize a shipping app is because going to the post office or UPS or FedEx, you know, going like into a store means that you're most likely going to end up paying retail price, which is the full price that you pay at a counter. If you utilize a shipping app service, you're able to tap into their bulk rate that they negotiate with these shipping services. So you're gonna save a lot more money. And also the convenience of having them have to deal with the post office or whatever is so much nicer. Like when you're filing a claim or if you need to like cancel a label or something. It sh it, for all of the years I've been shipping stuff, that has always been a non starter for me. I must have a shipping app. Hey, so I realized that during this video, I didn't actually tell you why shipping software is part of your marketing. And the best reason I can give you is that the more streamlined your business operations are, the better customer service experience you're going to give, the better that'll trigger your word of mouth marketing, the better reviews you're going to get. So it's all kind of connected in a way. And this video is getting long enough, so I won't dive too deeply into that, but I wanted to give you some kind of reasoning to think about why I would include shipping software in a marketing video. Before I was using Shipping Easy, now since my vintage jewelry is more of a like once in a while thing, I moved over to Pirate Ship. Pirate Ship is totally free. They have negotiated rates with USPS and I think UPS. And I think they're working on FedEx too, if not, but just they, they have negotiated shipping rates and it's free minus your shipping costs, obviously, and easy. So that's the one I utilize now. I know that there are other ones that work directly with Shopify and things like that, but this works for me really well. Oh, another reason that I really love having a shipping support app is that it can feed multiple channels into one. So my Etsy, my eBay, Shopify, like all of these can filter into the same app so I don't have to potentially miss a sale or frustrate someone because their item wasn't shipping as quickly as they thought it would be just because like I overlooked logging into eBay that day. You know what I mean? Next, you should have some sort of inventory tracking. And the reason that I feel like that is such a critical marketing thing is because you don't want to be marketing something that you can't deliver on. Inventory tracking is so critical, but it doesn't have to be complicated. I use a Google Doc spreadsheet. That's it. All it has is the description of the piece. Again, this is vintage jewelry, so these are all one-off items. The description of the piece, where I bought it, the price I paid, the date I bought it, the date it sold, platform it sold on, the marketing costs I paid, the final price, shipping fee, fees, net profit. That's a lot, That's a lot to just kind of talk to you, sorry. It's not complicated. However, it lets me know, one, what's moving, two, more importantly, what isn't moving, and what I can move my marketing away from if I was really doing a lot of marketing pushes for my vintage jewelry collection. When you're running a product-based business, whether it's one-off like vintage jewelry, or if you have multiple items of the same skew, the more you 
understand the data that you have, the better marketing decisions you can make about your business. So when I was a soap maker, I knew that my Dead Sea Mud soap was really popular and my citrus and poppy seed was not as popular. So when it came time to cull the 17 soaps I was making, I was able to see through data which ones I'd either need to do a huge marketing push for to get rid of or to scale back my marketing efforts on them because I only had, I don't know, like five or six of them left. Do you see what I mean? So that's why I think that inventory tracking is something that's incredibly critical for marketing, but it's really talked about a lot. And I don't think that's a great idea. Like you should be talking about this. Next is email software. And the reason I feel that this is important for businesses that sell products is that <sighs> there's always the statistics around for it costs you so much more money to acquire a new customer than it does to keep a customer. And I think that is a great concept to keep in mind when you are running a product-based business. You can keep pushing out Instagram posts and you can keep going on Pinterest or, you know, like doing all these things. But if you have the ability to contact someone in, you'll forgive me for saying it, but like a really sacred space, their inbox, you have such a higher chance for conversion and for a nurturing relationship of ride or die fans. I don't subscribe to a lot of emails and yet I still get so many to the point that I'm like hostile if I get put on a list. Don't put me on a list if I don't ask for it. When I purposefully invite a company to send me email updates, it's because I support them, they have something I'm interested in, or some other combination of that. You not utilizing that in your business puts you at such a marketing disadvantage because these are the people that are willing to hear what you have to say. Screaming at the wall, in the wall of social media instead, is just not, it, like if you just think of marketing in terms of percentages, the higher likelihood you'll get to see, have your message seen by someone who agreed to your emails versus a post on Instagram that fewer and fewer people see the more fans you get. If you check my Instagram, report video, you'll see what I'm talking about there. In terms of numbers, it just doesn't make sense for you to not have some sort of email software. Now, the amount of emails you send, that's up to you. I go back and forth on if you should have regular email updates or just reaching out whenever, you know, there's something of value. Ideally, if you have both and <laughs> the same thing, then that's probably best. But you know, if you are just doing this on your own, I think that all you really need is an automated onboarding sequence of like, you know, who, what, where, when, why, and then you just update them whenever something cool's going on, maybe. If you wanna get more involved, then by all means, you'll probably have a closer knit community of ride or die fans, but if you can just start with some sort of automation that gives people an insight into your business once they sign up for your emails, I think that that's probably the most MVP thing possible that will be effective. I use MailerLite. You can use MailChimp, ConvertKit, whatever. I like MailerLite because I like them. Their stuff's pretty easy drag and drop wise. Uh, you can set up an email sequence really fast with them. So I'd recommend giving them a shot. They're free up to a certain amount. And 
Whereas ConvertKit, they're great too, but they cost money. And so if you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I would start with MailerLite. And last but not least for product-based businesses, I think you should have some sort of chat software on, on your website. And here's why. When you're starting out, you're not really sure what blind spots you're going to have as a business owner. When you see your product all the time, you know your product intimately, right? Like you know everything about it. And so you become in a way blind to the experience a first timer has looking at a product like yours. So getting chat software allows you to connect one-on-one -on -one with people who are interested in your product because you know, like it requires some effort for someone to type something in. That means they wanna engage with you in some way, but it starts to give you an insight into the blind spots that you're missing as an entrepreneur. And it helps you start to establish an actually effective FAQ section. You know, when I started as an entrepreneur, I made an FAQ section of what I thought people would ask or like what I saw on some of my competitor sites, but I didn't ever really know if that was what people were wondering about. I feel like if I had utilized some sort of way for me to connect live with interested parties, I might've gotten better conversions and might have had a better understanding of what messaging I was not conveying correctly in my marketing. So that's why I recommend it. I don't have <laughs> any recommendations on chat apps um, because there's so many of them out there and Shopify has plugins for those. I think that you know you can hook up Facebook Messenger to your site too. It's really easy to find something free and cheap and they change so much that I'm sorry, I don't have a recommendation. I would start with, start with the one that looks easiest and go from there.